You are listening to Revival Talk. I'm Pastor Terry Bailey, and I want to thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Today I'm joined by Bishops Ray Boggs and Harold Presley, and we're having a conversation together about our upcoming prayer journey to Lebanon, Kansas, to pray for the heart of America at the heart of America. What an honor tonight to have our missionaries with us, and he's still on the mission field, but we're glad to have Harold and Kathleen Presley with us, and I appreciate this family so very much. And we're honored to have our bishop with us tonight. They're going to come, and we're going to kind of have a little panel together, and we're going to do something a little different tonight and share about what God is doing in this praying for the heart of America, at the heart of America. At the very beginning of the pandemic, Bishop Bryant, who you just saw on the video, had a desire to begin to, to rebirth prayer in the Pentecost Holiness Church. In that very beginning meeting, we never knew what would become of this, and it's still evolving week after week. But out of this Arise in Prayer meeting, we noticed on the videos and the social media during the pandemic, there was a lot of uh, traffic, there was a lot of advertisement about 10 days to Pentecost and so much emphasis on prayer. But out of this has come this going to the heart of the nation. Uh, our prayer consultant, Reverend Doug Small, this is, has been his vision for about 30 years, I'm, uh, according to his own testimony. And we've gotten involved in this. And so tonight, and part of that, the strategy is to have eight prayer routes all over America and eventually converging on Lebanon, Kansas, July the 23rd of this year. And they also, among the prayer routes, would be our eastern prayer route, and this is where these gentlemen come in. Uh, so I just want to ask a few questions of them. I, I think I know most of the answers before I ask them, but this is part of engaging uh, you, our audience here, and, and of course our audience around the world. But exactly what is the prayer for America at the heart of America uh, that you understand it to be? What is this all about? Well, it's... Uh uh, first of all, it is prayer. Uh, it's truly prayer. It's not talking about prayer, not teaching on prayer, not planning prayer. It's opening our mouth and crying out to God to have mercy on this nation. Uh, we know we're not going in the right direction. And actually, Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, could be an outline of every prayer that we're going to pray. And that is just repenting, turning to God, uh, we're sorry, come, forgive our sins, heal our land. Collectively, crossing, as you've already mentioned, from all the different routes, crossing from, the, from sea to shining sh sea, okay, northern border to southern border, and then also from the diagonals, coming all the way in to this geographical heart. So it's a we, we will be physically praying all the way across until we've prayed in every state, and then we gather together. We want to see tens of thousands of people swept into the kingdom. We want, yes. we're, we're not asking for things to be better. We're asking for things to be reversed. Yes. And we're crying out uh, for God to do that. We want another great awakening in this nation. Mm. Amen. So as far as, uh, Pastor Terry, your involvement in this, where, where do you come in? Well, you first introduced me to this at our missions meals back in April. We were in Be at Beach Springs Church there uh, hosting a missions meal, and you came in and said, can, we get, can you play this video for me? And so we loaded it up, and I got it playing. And as he was playing, it was really the first I'd heard of it. And I just said in my heart, I said, Lord, man, I would like to be a part of that. You know? And within three or four days, Harold called me, and he says, uh, I was praying, and I really feel like, you need to be a part of this. It took me three or four days to really get it. He told, he told <laughs> God he wanted to be a part, but it took me a little while. To <laughs> so that's where, that's where we're at. And uh, I think you had texted me first, and maybe it took me a little while to get back to you. But, but he asked me to be a part of it. He said, won't you pray about it? Well, I'd already known in my heart that I needed to be a part of this. So, and because I pastored for 13 years in the Washington, Baltimore area, 
and my daughter actually lives in Washington. We have some familiarity with Washington, so he's kind of asked me to be the point man there in Washington. I think you've got others in other cities mm -hmm. that are going to do that, but so we're looking to put some things together, and we'll be on the 18th. We'll be going to one of the most powerful cities in the whole world to pray and intercede for our nation. What better place to be than in the capital of this nation to pray for this nation? You know, it's, it's amazing the vision coming to pass. When you hear first what God wants to do, then you see him bring it to pass. You get to be involved in that. And 14 months ago, we began to talk about this Arise in Prayer movement in the IPHC. And then off of that, in January, we had a meeting uh, in Goldsboro. And this is where this part came in. Doug Small began to share with us his desire to see the nation prayed for, and all of us can agree, our nation needs to be reversed. Oh, yes. Everything that's going on, we believe that God can work through this prayer movement. Uh, so I would just, uh, again, Brother Harold, how did you become involved with this? I know you, you, you're one of the leaders. We have eight leaders on these prayer routes, and you're one of the chosen eight. <laughs> Uh, did you volunteer? Were you volunteered? Or how, how did yeah, that happen? Yeah. The chosen eight, that doesn't sound very biblical, does it? We've got to work on that. Uh, no, so we were here. So typically, as you know, I'm in Northwest Europe, uh, basing out of London, England, in, in missions. That's my focus. So we were stuck here on the pandemic. And every time we would try to return, there'd be some reason, uh, in one way or another, that return was aborted. And so we were continuing with our ministry long distance through phone calls, emails, Zoom meetings, and, uh, and then Bishop Gary Bryant, uh, when I was attending one of the prayer summits like you have just referenced, and, uh, and I was already hearing about this plan, I thought, that's a good thing. Americans do need to pray for this nation. I was thinking, that's a good thing for Bishop Gary Bryant and people like Bishop Ray Boggs to do. Pray for this nation while I get back over there to the mission field where I belong. That was my thinking, and to my surprise, Bishop Gary asked me, uh, would, would I lead the one uh, going from Virginia Beach westward into uh, Kansas? And my initial thoughts, frankly, my initial thoughts were, of course not. Uh, no, I, in fact, that really conflicted with my next planned return. Uh, but that even I, I just said, I said, I don't think I can, but I'm honored. I'll pray about it, sort of out of respect. And that evening, Kathleen, my wife, she just said, uh, in so many very gracious, wifely words, <laughs> she said, it's a no-brainer. Uh, of course, that's a great opportunity. Yeah. So we postponed our return to London, and now that I've been involved with it for about four weeks, it's, it's like it's snowballing. I can just see uh, that it is, it's, it's, it's almost like it's worth stopping everything else we were doing yeah. to, to tackle this big thing of praying for the entire nation. Yeah. If you look up there, Bishop, you'll see the map. Uh, I know it's been adjusted just a little bit, but that's basically the map of what we will be doing the route that we will be taking across the country mm -hmm. and not just praying in the spots that we pick to pray but praying as we journey along and you know we'll get off the interstate I'm sure and you may we may as we meet to get ready to leave we may say you go this direction you go that direction mm -hmm. and pray we'll be praying through from the mid-Atlantic all the way into the very mid middle part of our country from the east coast there'll be a group of us that will be praying on that route as long as the others. But that's kind of the picture, and I'm, I'm assuming he's got that up on the, on the stream there uh, so that they can see, gives them an idea where we're going. Okay. Now, the thing about it, the going's not so bad. It's when we leave to come back. I've mapped that out. It's 18 hours of driving. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot for McKellar to drive all at one time, you know. So. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we'll be traveling uh, right at 2,000 miles, and we're, we're staying off of the uh, major interstates. We're going, uh, you know, as they say, the byways, not the highways. We want to go through the more populated areas. And just like Terry was saying, even those places that we don't stop, we will have purposeful prayers as we drive through little towns okay. and places. We want to be deliberate in letting us know tonight that this is not an IPHC function only. 
All denominations are welcome in this prayer route. It's mainly, we're involved in the IPHC, all three of us, but men and women across the nation and other organizations in prayer group ministries, uh, there's dozens of these groups that are rising up. And there is a spirit of prayer in America again, and we're very appreciative of that. We're grateful that God has allowed us to be a part of this and you to be a part of this. So how exactly is this working? Where do you start and what, what will a day look like on this prayer route? Okay, so uh, each day, uh, when feasible, and, and it's going to be most days, it'll, it'll be six days of literally travel. And each day we'll have two stops where we will have corporate prayer. Uh, the, the team right now that is together traveling with us from Virginia Beach are 30, well, it's going to, it's going to be about 50 people. We have some people just this evening that were added, so it'll be about 50 people. We won't be traveling sort of in a caravan where we're watching each other's taillights. That's, that's, that's too dangerous. That's not feasible. But everybody will know this is where we're meeting. This is the location. So they'll be using their smartphone or their GPS, whatever they're using, to get to that location at that time. And each time we stop to pray in a corporate way, uh, it'll be a 90-minute, it'll be, it, it's going to be both highly Pentecostal and highly structured <laughs> because we're going to have a lot of people involved and we want to end up in Kansas on the 23rd of July, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, some goal. of the church meetings I've led, uh, if, if it ran, went that way, they'd have to come get us out of Virginia Beach on the 23rd, you know. So it's going to have the best of both. We're, we're really, and I've been, I've, uh, I've been privileged to, and, it, and sort of forced upon me, in ministry in Europe at times, we do things that it requires a, a lot of real careful structure. Not being stifled, but being well planned. There's a lot of times that we, we'll pray, and it's just a handful of us, and all you have to know is where you're going to be and what time you start. That's all you have to know. I don't have to say, Brother Joe, will you lead? I don't have to say that. You know, just, just sort of let the Holy Spirit lead and the people you're with, and it's small. But when you're with a larger group, and then at times you're, you're in public settings, like, the, like, uh, like we're going to be in D.C., and some of the other points where we're going to be, uh, we've got, everybody needs to know what they're doing, when they're doing it, and uh, we will pray that way. Uh, so that's what the days will look like. Uh, we'll, we'll have every, all the hotels booked beforehand where we'll be staying overnight so you're talking about a great adventure for sure uh financially and every other way uh, yes. to make that that many people along the journey eight times the route that you're doing so that's a lot of people involved a lot of planning and pre-planning especially yes sir it is and and it's all coming together very well all the different route leaders are being very diligent about that to plan it carefully and then and then include people uh, i believe that the i believe the more the more spiritual impact you're looking for the more carefully planned a thing has to be uh, very very seldom wh where in the bible did something happen at random where in the bible pentecost what we call the day of Pentecost, which was on the day of Pentecost, but it wasn't a random outpouring of the Holy Spirit. There was a lot of prayer, and they were all together in unity. That didn't just happen. Oh, I just happened to think like you. How about you? Yeah, I just happened to think like you. don't even know your name, but oh, wow, this is great. It just, that's for the movies. That's for Hollywood. When you're doing something in the kingdom, you sell out, you're purposeful, and that's the way we're going yeah. for this. Pastor Terry, what do you see the Lord doing as you travel what, what are your expectations your the desires that you want to see the lord do among the people and the and just the people you encounter during these six or seven days going to kansas well first off i think when you do ministry especially if you teach i've learned years ago that you can glean more and gain more than the people you're teaching or the people you're ministering to mm -hmm. Because you study, you prepare, God speaks to your heart, your heart's ready. So you gather benefit from what you're doing. So I expect, first of all, that for like for me and Michaela, it's a time for, for
for a father and daughter to go across the country together and have an adventure. We've done that before. We drove to Texas a few years ago, and I asked her when we went into Alabama, I said, have you ever been to Alabama before? And she said, no, Dad, I don't think. I said, yeah, you came to Alabama one time. She said, well, why did you bother to ask me why we'd been to Alabama? I just said I wanted to see if you remembered because you were just a little girl then. But so we've done these things before, and number one, I think you're with God's people, although we're not going to caravan together and go just all of us at one time are going to go into the same places, but we're going to meet and gather. And I just, I sense that the places that we go, that we're making a deposit there, we're sowing seed. Let's say we stop in West Virginia, at Wheeling, West Virginia, and and we, we have a prayer there. I think we're depositing something in Wheeling, West Virginia, but I think at the same time, we're bringing something away from there, that God's doing something in us. I expect that God's going to speak to us. He's going to give us clear direction. We're going to sense things and feel things and know things in the Spirit. When we go into certain areas, we're going to be able to kind of read what's going on in that area, what's the stronghold over this area. And I think God's going to use us, our group, and other groups as we journey across this nation. It's more than just getting to Lebanon. It's, it's about praying, in my opinion, it's about praying across that country and I think that we're going to see real revival come out of this, not because the IPHC necessarily is doing it. I know there's been prayer groups that's been going on for years, and I think we just keep adding to the prayer bowl. But I think things are about to tip over. Amen. And I think this could very well be a tipping point for our nation. I mean, if we watch the news and we look at what's happening in our nation, everything we believe in, everything we hold dear is under attack. And it's not under attack once a month every, it's every single day something comes. So we're answering not, you know, not by doing a political rally. We're answering with the greatest weapon available to us, and that's the weapon of prayer. Mm -hmm. Same question. What do you perceive that God's going to be doing as you travel, as you mm -hmm. go to these different places that you've named? What are some of the expectations that you might have? I, I can imagine myself and everyone else that's involved. We're going to have personal revival like crazy. I believe the Lord's going to speak to us and minister to us. I, I believe we're going to be like torches, like flames of fire uh, going across there. And it will, I, I think it will be defining. It'll be a defining point. We'll look back and this one week that we spend traveling 4,000 miles or whatever it's going to be, <laughs> you know, it's going to be defining. And the Lord's going to, I believe the Lord's going to drop things in our heart that uh, he's going to reveal things to us, not for our knowledge, so that we just know something, but so that we will be able to intercede and pray for things with strategy, stri with strategy, and with the compassion of Jesus. I think also that there's going to be a unity that comes, because there are going to be people from different organizations and uh, different camps or streams of, of Christianity and I think that there's going to be a unity that takes place across these already. Uh, Bishop Gary Bryant is already talking about that in the way he's dealing with people. Prayer breaks down barriers and walls. You need prayer? Yeah. Who cares if I'm Baptist or Presbyterian? I can pray. So I'm coming and I'm joining with you. So it, it, it brings a unity. Yeah, I think one of the, the, Amer the, the prob one of the problems of our understanding of prayer in American church is a lot of it stems about me mm -hmm. about my personal needs and my personal wants and you know bless me my children and bless you know everything that I'm a part of here but as, as you travel through America I can just see how it's going to be opened up to you and you, you you know you see videos and you see newscasts of you know there's blood in the streets mm -hmm. there's division everywhere but you're going to see firsthand as you're going in traveling through these places mm -hmm. The real need mm -hmm. of America. So that's that's exciting to just to see you guys be a part of that. Is there time for people to sign on if they haven't already signed on for this route, or uh, and if there is time, how do they go about doing yep. that? <clears throat> you talk to me. <laughs> you sign up with me or my wife. You can go on Facebook. Uh, Facebook. There's a prayer at the heart. It's a, it's a site. 
uh, a, a Facebook page, and you go there, and uh, that will take you to the different groups. Of course, here we are in the southeast where, we're, where we are right now, but uh, as we pointed out, think of the eight points of the compass, north, south, east, and west, uh, then northeast, southeast, you know, think like that, the eight points of a compass. There's going to be prayer teams traveling from each of those points coming inward. So wherever you are, uh, you wouldn't be too far from joining up with one. Uh, I know some people that are even going to fly into a location in order to take part, and then when they get to Lebanon, fly back home. So, uh, yeah, that, and there's, um, there's also a website by the, by the same title, isn't it? By yes. the same title, pr Prayer at the Heart. Prayeratthehart.com. Yeah, that would be the website. And I actually just shared the Facebook page on my personal page. Okay. So anybody that's watching that, you can just go to W. Terry Bailey and it, it'll come up. Or you can put in prayer at the heart mm -hmm. and it'll come right up and you'll mm -hmm. see the logo there mm -hmm. on it. So. so there'll be ways for you to connect. You can you could just do a Facebook post to connect or, or see a link. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's on the screen now. And there's a, there are people in the, the, the administration office uh, for Bishop Gary Bryant and they'll quickly connect you to the right people. Wow. You can join up anytime, man. You can join. People can join halfway through if they want to. Okay, you may not have a hotel room to stay in that night, but who cares? You're serving Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, though, if, if you could, uh, if there's a way for them to contact me, contact You can, you can contact get in touch with guy. me as well. Yes, this is the man you'll be able to get in contact with, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would say this, you know, we have some from our conference that are going to be part of our group as well, and one from our church here, mm -hmm. okay. uh, Lisa, is um, going to be part of the group, and she just feels a, a real call to Cambridge, okay. where we're going, which is a site of one of the great revivals okay, and moves wanna, of God in this country. Then I want to talk to her. Yes. I want to talk to her. Cambridge, Kentucky was where a revival broke out in 1801. How did people travel to Cane Ridge, Kentucky in 1801 on foot and on horseback and more on foot wow. and uh, to, to get there. Uh, the military personnel at the time, back then, they said as many as 30,000 people traveled there just within a few weeks' time and God moved powerfully. It was a Presbyterian church, <laughs> you know, that God broke, caused a revival to break in that uh, historians say precipitated uh, the great awakening of that period. Wow. We're going to pray there. Amen. We're going we're to undig those wells. We're gonna, yes. It's just a physical location. God can do it anywhere. But since we're traveling that direction, and since it happens to be a physical site where somebody cried out to God and was faithful enough to the Lord that he saw fit to pour out a revival that would sweep the nation in 1801? You think they needed a revival in 1801? Then what do we need in 2021? That's right. What are some other sites other than Cambridge? You, you know? Well, you, you've said Washington, D.C., okay. that and that's, we could spend the whole time there, really, <laughs> there but go. we're going to yeah. spend an entire day there, and we're going to really pepper that. We'll have, a, we'll have one uh, in the morning, we'll have one primary uh, corporate prayer uh, near the Liberty Bell, I think. We're, we're actually going to start at Union Station, which is behind the U.S. Capitol, and it's near the Supreme Court uh, where they meet, and we will meet. There's a Christopher Columbus statue there, and there's a replica behind it of the Lib Liberty Bell. We're going to meet there at that replica of the Liberty Bell, and then we'll just dispatch teams out across the city to strategic places. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing some will go to the Supreme Court, some may go to the U.S. Capitol, uh, and the U.S. Capitol has a fence around it right now, so you can't actually get up on the grounds, but you can get to the Capitol to pray, and you can pray there. Uh, the White House, we're on the Mall, the Federal Reserve, everything is right there. Uh, you know, when you get there, the Treasury Department's right next door to the White House, so whoever's at the White House can pray for the Treasury Department. So we'll play at those strategic places and pray for reversal right there in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. right. What do you say to that person who says, well, I understand, I appreciate your commitment, but I can just stay at home and pray. What, what is calling you to do this? I mean, what, what is, why take all the effort, the money, the, you know, the trouble of doing this? 
and can I just stay at home? Yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful question. Of, of course you can stay at home. And as I mentioned earlier, my initial thought was, yes, yeah, somebody needs to do that, but not me. <laughs> and uh, and, and it, it's costly. Hey, it's, it's, co it's costly. And there always needs to be people that steps out and opens their mouth. For God, everywhere God has ever moved, it was never because someone was thinking a prayer while they're falling asleep in bed. You know, it was always when someone opened their mouth, declared the word of God, cried out to God, cry like tears. You know, Jesus, Jesus' prayers were filled with loud utterance and tears. And so uh, I think that, that I thank God for the times I've been able to pray in the comfort of my home. But this is one that, that there is, there, that's time for some soldiers of the cross to step up and move out. And our weapon is love, you know, and our heart cry is, Lord, have mercy. Same question. Well, for me, you know, Harold said, that's a good thing and, you know, somebody needs to do that. And I often say that about things, you know, that people get up and say, we need somebody to do this. And I think, well, that'd be a good ministry. And I could name four or five people that should do that other than me. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not looking for anything to do. My plate's full like everybody else's. but when you came in and I started putting the, the video and we watched the video and I watched it really for the first time there uh, other than little test run I watched and, and in my heart I knew I want to be a part of this because I, I number one I felt like it's going to be something that's going to be history making you know some years ago we had a we had a solemn assembly Bishop Bishop Underwood you may remember that it was yeah. at Northwood Temple and Beth and I I think Michaela was just first born then. She was just a baby at that time. We were pastoring in Calhoun Falls, and I said, we need to go to that. I think that's going to be significant. I think it's going to be something that makes history, and I don't want to read about it 10 years from now or 15 years. I want to be part of it. So we, we made the journey then to be part of that. And it's not that I go chasing everything because I don't, but there are times when you feel like you need to be part of that. So I'm not looking forward to 4,000 miles of driving. You know, I think if somebody had a private plane they'd like to let us borrow, that'd be great. And, of course, they could pay for the fuel and the pilot and all of that. And, we, you know, we'd get them something to eat. But, but that's not the purpose of it. So, you know, it's, gonna be, it's not going to be easy. And I think for the people that stay at home, the ones that don't feel called to pray, the best way they could be a part of this is to pray for our team. We not only are going to be praying, but we need prayer covering because, you know, we were talking earlier about how the enemy gets into the details. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to encourage my church family that maybe can't go because of work situations and they, they just don't have the ability to do it, to pray for us every single day that we're out on the road and they can pray over us and they can provide a prayer covering for us. Pastor Lori Mundy yes. is going to be on our team. Wind director? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's going to be, she is on our team and she has already helped by putting together just a very basic prayer guide. I mean, half a page because it's not something just to read, it's something to pray. So it's just an outline of prayer points for this team. Mm -hmm. Before we get to Kansas, let's talk about the vision. Let's take five minutes if we can to talk about the vision. Do you have that in print? Yes. He can put it up. He'll put it up. There was a vision that someone had given Bishop Gary Bryant uh, a year ago, and this is, we have this uh, written out. Remember, this was before, this is pre-pandemic. They saw this in the spirit, and they don't, this person doesn't, did not know Doug Small, his desire to do this uh, at some point. And so when Bishop Gary Bryant got a hold of this, he shared this with Doug Small and, and the rest of the prayer team, and now it's in print. So uh, one of y'all can read it, and while uh, you can read it along on the screen at home as well. But I'd like for someone, one of you guys to read this vision okay. that someone saw happening in America in 2021, but this, they received the vision in 2020. While in prayer on May 20th, 2020, I was brought to Williamsburg, Virginia, where I saw Jamestown, Jamestown Settlement, the Pilgrims, Indians, the Pina, Nina, and Santa Maria ships, 
the Colony Church, and all that the early settlement days of Williamsburg are all about. I heard we must go to Williamsburg with such a sense of urgency. It came to me of what a great price people paid to come to America for freedom of worships and freedoms we enjoy. Then my gaze was brought to Washington, D.C. and New York, where a huge warrior-looking figure was standing in front of Washington, D.C., New York, holding a huge sword in both hands, pointed upwards, facing the United States of America. I took the figure to be an angel, a warring angel. Beams of bright, iridescent rays beamed all around the angel and the sword. The rays of light were so bright that I could hardly see. Then my eyes roved to all the outskirts states of the United States. It started in Williamsburg. My gaze then went up to Maine, then over to the Great Lakes, roving to all the top states and left states, to Washington State, California, New Mexico, Alabama, Florida, and up to Virginia again. Then my eyes roved to all the states inside the outskirts states. I heard the words cows and pasture land. Suddenly a tent, like a tent revival, appeared with cars all around in one of the middle states. I thought the state was Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, or Wyoming, or some other inward state. I felt a wonderful feeling like revival was here or was coming. Then I saw the bright angel again. Suddenly every state was scooped up and went inside the bright angel. There was no United States anymore, not even a tracing of the map because the United States was inside the bright angel. Suddenly all the states came out of the bright angel and these states became the United States again. But this time the states were rejoicing, dancing, praising God. I sensed that Pentecost had come to America because the bright angel was representative of the bright fire of God and all were immersed in it. Revival, great awakening had come to America. America certainly had a divine transformation, the new wineskin of God. And subsequently... I saw a huge forest filled with tall trees. As I got closer to the forest, it seemed so important. I sensed it was from ages past, and people had gone to this forest and prayed. I felt we must pull all of those prayers out of the forest and bring them into today. So I decreed and pulled the prayers out. I sensed there were many that had not been answered yet. God wanted to answer them. I sensed there were other significant times that those significant prayers were prayed through the ages during the wagon train, locomotives, Greyhound bus, sleek automobile times. So God, I ask you, bring those prayers to the forefront, those prayers that were prayed during those significant times and years. I ask you to answer them now in the powerful name of Jesus. Then the vision was finished. And if I can just add one thing to that, Bishop. Uh, We've talked about here in our church, sometime back we talked about how there's a synergy of the ages prayer never dies i may go to heaven but the prayers i pray are still before the throne of god and bishop uh pastor john kilpatrick he he preached our uh, camp meeting a few years ago he told me a story i drove him every night back and forth to camp meeting and he told me a story of how he went into the appalachian mountains to preach in a church and he said while i was sitting there getting ready to preach he said i started hearing these voices coming out of the mountains remember my family don't forget my family save my children mm. provide for my needs and he said i just got up and shared that in the service and he said people just started weeping across that congregation wow. and they came to me he said i never preached he said for about three hours all we did was just be in the presence of god and he said they came to me afterwards and says My mom's gone to heaven, but that's what my mom prayed. My dad's in heaven today, but my mom and dad would walk these hills and pray, and they would cry out for their families. And what he heard, I think, was the prayers of the saints. And I think, you know, I said that we're trying to tip these prayer bowls over. We're going to connect, and there's a synergy. We're bringing the prayers of our present generation and time together with the prayers that have prayed in the past that maybe they haven't come to the full manifestation and realization of that and we're pulling those into this time and I really believe that now is the time that we're going to see revival in our nation and I'm believing that for this city for our conference for this state for London and wherever God will take us and I think that this is just the beginning of what God's going to do I know a little bit about Lebanon Kansas for our local congregation, think of Donald's. <laughs> That's what you got when you got talk about Lebanon, Kansas. 
population 218 people in Lebanon, Kansas. This is not a, you know, a, let's put it this way, the nearest Walmart is like an hour and a half or <laughs> between an hour and a half, two hours away. Uh, no hotels, there's some motels, small motels. And the site that we're going on is actually a half an acre. Uh, the lead team went and talked to a farmer who owns about 250 acres. He's allowing us to use so many acres uh, to do this uh, whole event on. So we're, we're having to bus in all kind of uh, personnel, everything. Uh, really, there's nothing to work with there other than just that piece of land. And uh, someone has hooked us up with a tent uh, that seats 5,000 people. And there's that vision again, that, that person who mm -hmm. saw the tent. Mm -hmm. And that tent alone takes about 100 men to set, uh, set up. So everything's going to have to be there provided for us there's going to be a lot of personnel a lot of people working together and you know who would have thought about azusa street being a place where one of the men from north carolina would go and be filled with the baptism of holy spirit come back to north carolina and all of a sudden you've got the iphc rising up in the early 1900s and just we can't underestimate what god's going to do in this prayer journey thinking about that both of you the question is, what do you see God doing on that particular day, July the 23rd, within the body of Christ, within the, the land of America? What is the takeaway? What, what can we expect? I'm not asking for a word from the Lord, but if, what, what impressions that you sense that God is going to do in our land? What is he going to reverse? What is he, going, what is he up to with this whole movement of prayer? culminating in Lebanon, Kansas. Uh, well, I think about how after the day of Pentecost and the apostles are going out preaching and then they come under serious threat and then in Acts chapter 4 where, where they come back and look, we've been beaten and we've been warned not to preach in Jesus' name. And it, was a, it was a real... And they began pray. They were shaken in their confidence and, and, you know, and just practically, physically... And even legally, they were shaken, and they came together and cried out to God until the Holy Spirit began shaking. I believe it, things are going to shake. I believe there is going to be shaking that people that are doing things that they ought not, <laughs> and people that are in positions of authority, they're going to be so shaken, they're going to change their mindset, their heart, their attitude, people that are in judicial positions and legislative positions and political power, right down to people who are in the authority of a father and a mother caring for their, their children and their home. I believe, I believe that we can expect uh, it's impossible for this thing to happen and the next week it's just like, oh, well, that was really nice. Let's try again sometime. We're going to hear reports. We're going to read news in the headlines that those of us that were there in prayer were going to say, look, it's in the news that it literally happened. This thing changed. That person got saved. There's no other reason to do it. We're not doing it to feel good or to feel religious or righteous. We're doing it for literal change. And the change that must take place is that men and women are saved. And the culture of this nation turns back toward God and righteousness rather than toward anything else. Amen. In, in our history, if you look back over the history of our nation, the Cambridge revivals, the, the Great Awakenings, the, the, the Holiness Movement, the outpouring of Pentecost on Azusa Street, what started in a very simple way with a few people spread across our nation. Every denomination was touched by Azusa Street and really had to make a decision. Do we receive this baptism of the Holy Spirit or we reject it? It affected nations on, on other nations as well. And it's like Harold said earlier, people came on by foot, horseback. If you think about Azusa Street, for our minister to go from North Carolina to Los Angeles, he went on a train. 1906. Yeah, he went on a train most likely. And I mean, it took days and days to get people came on ships. So it, it wasn't like the mass transit that we have today and the, the ability to move around like we have today, and they paid a price. 
for us to, to stop the machinery of all that we're doing in church, you as a conference bishop and leading a conference, you as a missionary leading your part of the continent of, of Europe, me as a pastor, our denominational leaders and, and all of that, we're, 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 really, we're really stopping the machinery of this church to say that it's more important for us as the people of God to come together and cry out to God. And we're, we're specifically going to the very heart of this nation because it's the heart of this nation that has to be touched. This is not a political movement. This is not to try to sweep a political party into power. This is not to try to, uh, to look to man to be our savior. We're saying that the survival of this nation as a republic, and listen, the, this is a nation that has the greatest freedom of any nation in the world. And if, and if America doesn't survive, what happens to the rest of the world? And so I think that we see the need, and many of us have joined in and become part of this because we believe that the need is great, but we believe that the God we serve is greater than the need. And I believe that out of this, I believe that this local church will be blessed because of those of us that are part of this church that participate in this, but also as our church prays and intercedes, for us as we go they become part of this and I think that that will affect this local church because we're giving and the Bible says give and it shall be given unto you pressed down shaking together and running over we're giving in prayer we're giving out in prayer we're sending our, our pastor in a sense as a missionary across the states to America to pray for America you think that as I'm praying in West Virginia and Ohio and Kentucky and those places that God's going to forget Greenwood I don't think so I think God's going to remember Greenwood and I think God's going to do something in the Upper South Carolina Spirit Life Ministries Conference. I'll get that right. The Spirit Life Ministries Conference. I believe God's going to do something in the upstate of South Carolina as a result of our participation in this. Because we're covering every state. We're saying, God, sweep across this state. And as we humble ourselves and pray, we're acknowledging we don't have the answers. We've got to have divine intervention. I believe that God is going to show up on our behalf. And I believe out of this, like you said that we will see something significant begin to happen that may very well shift this whole nation into a whole nother place. I believe that, I, and, I, and I'm holding to that. Amen. Based on things the Lord has shared with me personally in my prayer times, even before this, and I think this is a mechanism, a trigger in a sense, that's going to help trigger that because so many are coming together. And thank God it's not just IPHC, and it's not just... Presbyterian or, or, or Church of God or, or whoever, but it's a group of believers coming together saying, hey, we got more in common than we, than we disagree on, and we need each other, and we need God to intervene. And that's my prayer. God, just intervene. Just come down from heaven. Shake this place. Shake this nation. But shake it according to your plan, not according to the enemy's plan. Shake it for your glory in Jesus' name. I got to stop. <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> The Come average, back Sunday for part two. Yeah. <laughs> the average person, is, how can they be involved? How, how can they pray effectively for you and for this team? Anybody here in this church, anybody that's watching on Facebook, anybody that finds out about this, how can they effectively pray? They can't go, they can't take the time off from work, whatever, but they want to be involved in some way. Mm -hmm. What are the ways or a couple ways that they can help? Well, we... Uh, the, those that want to be praying along the way, if you want updates, uh, when we hear from you, either via Pastor Terry or via the Facebook site, we'll get your email and we could send you daily updates and specific prayer points. I mean, we don't want people to have flat tires. We don't want people to have transmissions drop. I mean, it, you know, you, you mentioned the, the, the devil is in the details, but the longer you serve Jesus, the more you know, it's, you know, it's the little foxes that can spoil the vine. And so we, we just need that kind of prayer cover and involvement. If people want to give financially, again, on that Facebook site, uh, and specifically for ours, it is East, East Prayer Route, Kathleen, is that what it is? East Prayer Route. I'm speaking to my wife. <laughs> yeah, that's the Facebook page, East Prayer Route. And down there, there's a point that you can give. You can give to your local church, of course. Uh, or if you know someone that's going and you just want to say, hey, can I help uh, pay for your hotel room or some of your fuel? You could, you could give that way. But it is, it's very, pra it's just practical prayer. Think about what you would 
want to avoid if you're going on a long trip. It's just as simple as that. We want to all show up at the same place at the same time and all the way at the end. We also just need prayer for physical energy. It's going to be, um, it's going to require that. It could be, um, we want to uh, be able to sustain our energy uh, spiritually, but also physically for the whole thing. Because as you travel uh, several hours every day, in general, it doesn't work out this precisely, but in general, uh, the, the plan is that we will, we will travel eight hours, pray eight hours, and rest eight hours. So that's a, that's a bit too canned to work, you know, because you do have to eat and things like that. But, you know, but in general, that's the way it's going to be. So we need, we need prayers that our energy, spiritually, emotionally, physically, will be sustained. If you're in a prayer group at your work, in the community, just share this information. We're going to wrap this up. I was thinking about the scripture. This is, you've, you guys definitely know this scripture. This is a mission scripture. Ask of me, the Bible says. The Lord says, ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. This is Psalm 2, verse 8. And the ends of the earth for your possession. And in, in a very unique way, as we're praying for America, we're praying for all the nations. The nations of the world, they're in our communities. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of nations represented on this trail, on all eight routes. They're going to be all around us. And there's, they're, they're living all in our neighborhoods. All nations have merged on the United States. And when we're praying for the U.S. in a, in a powerful way that we're praying for all the nations. Mm -hmm. I was reading a book several years ago about this community in Georgia and this this school took a poll of how many languages, if just a simple small town school, high school in Georgia. And they found out that there were 64 languages spoken at that local high school. Wow. Just, I mean, the high school had about six, uh, 800 people. 64 languages wow. were represented in that one, one town. It's a, a, a powerful read, but that just enforces the point that when we're praying for America, we're praying for the world. Yes. And I'm going to ask you, you guys, we've talked about prayer for about 45 minutes here mm -hmm. or close thereof. Mm -hmm. And let's pray. Okay. And let's, ask, let's call on the Lord. I invite you to pray with us. Mm -hmm. And let's just ask the Lord to, mm -hmm. to make this a powerful moment for America. Mm -hmm. Now, this is going to be streamed on July 23rd. We'll have all that information to you. Uh, it's going to start 3 o'clock Central or at 2 o'clock Central, 3 o'clock Eastern time, go to 8 uh, Central or 9 Eastern time on that day, July 23rd. Uh, I'm sure pastors are going to open up their churches for, for their people to come and pray with us during that time in their local churches. So it's going to be a powerful time. Thank you for uh, engaging with us. I ask uh, whoever wants to start praying, you just mm -hmm. pray. And let's just ask the Lord, pray with us now. Mm -hmm. Praying for the heart of the nation at the heart of the nation, July 23rd. Father, we cry out to you now. Just like Bishop Ray said, we've been talking about it for 45 yes, minutes. But that's just to get everybody praying. Thank you, We Jesus. pray for your spirit to move on us and through us spirit as we cry God, out yes. to you, O oh Lord. We know that we have hope because of your you, great love. It's because of your great love that we are not consumed it's yes. because of your great love and your compassions you country, that never yes. fail, that are new every morning. That's the reason we can even talk about this. That's the reason yes, we can Jesus. even plan such a trip. That's the reason there's still towns to even go to and yes. cry out. We know there is hope. As long as there is breath, there is hope. You have been merciful and you will be merciful. Yes, and so Jesus. we pray, oh God, that you yes, help Jesus. us. Yes, we pray yes. for every church, every believer across this yes, nation yes, Lord. that they will bow their knee yes. and lift their voice this and country, cry out, Lord, towards Lord, you, Lord, have mercy. Cry out Lord, for you, forgive Lord. us for turning away. Yes, forgive Jesus. us 
for uh, dropping off into things that are ungodly and Lord, following us, manners and styles us, and developing culture that has no, yes, that is not Jesus. friendly toward God and the people of God. We pray instead, Lord, that there would yes, be a Lord. great turning away from all that is ungodly, all that is damaging, all that is self-harming, all that is hate-filled, all that is spiteful, yes, and turn toward all that is forgiving and gracious yes, and Jesus. loving and holy and pure and worthy of the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank, thank you, Lord. Lord. Yes. Thank Father, you, Lord. Thank Your word declares that, Father, if my people who are called by my name, we've quoted that scripture. We believe for that scripture. Yes, Jesus. And we've quoted it tonight. But you said, if my people. It's up to us, the body of Christ. And, Father, we want to be what you declared that we should be. In Matthew 21, 13, when you said, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Yes. Father, this is greater than just my church. It's greater than just our conference. It's greater than just our denomination and yes. movement. It's greater than just our nation. This is the nations of the earth. And I believe that you're calling your people back Thank you, to Lord. the altar of prayer and that we're rebuilding and reestablishing that altar. And we are putting seed in the ground, believing for a mighty harvest. So we yes, call Jesus. forth the harvest in this hour and in this time. And we pray, Father, that as we go, as we journey, that you would give us strength, that you would uh, give us a, an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen. It wouldn't be just about looking at a map and figuring Amen. out where's the next exit and where do I turn. Right. But, Father, all along this route, we will be met with your presence Amen. and your glory and your love. And by the time we get to Lebanon, Kansas, Father, we'll be so filled and so full that, Lord, we will just yes. overflow and a river will start to form in Lebanon, Kansas that will flow out to the four corners of this nation, that will flow out across those prayer routes. And we will see the river of God begin to rise and we will see the people of God begin to arise and we'll see this nation shifted and we'll see this nation and change for the glory of God. We pray for revival to hit the church, for revival to come to the church. Yes. Revive us again that we may rejoice in you. Yes, but then, Lord, we pray for awakening to come yes. to our nation, yes. to come yes, to the Lord. nations of the earth. You yes, said my Lord. glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Yes. And you, the earth is yours and the fullness thereof. And, Father, you've brought us into the kingdom for this hour and this time. So we raise our voices tonight in agreement. And we believe that greater things Things, greater things we're going to see and we're going to see your miraculous power move and work on behalf of your people as we journey and as we go and as we pray. Yes, Lord. yes Father. Yes, Lord. Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So, Lord, you've told us to call on you and we do that as a people of God right now. We call on your, your name and we, Lord, we... Thank you, Lord, that you're the God of the heaven above and the God of the earth below. And, Father, we thank you that your eye is upon us. We thank you, Lord, as we look forward to this prayer route, as yes, we yes. look forward to July 23rd, 2021. We're trusting you to move. We're trusting you to save. We're trusting you to heal our land. Lord, our land needs the healing touch of God. Our land needs, uh, Lord, a fresh river baptism of the Lord's love and grace. And, Lord, the, the, the world knows what the world looks like. But, Lord, they need to see what the kingdom of God looks like, Lord. And, and I pray, Lord, that they will see us as the picture of the kingdom of the Lord, loving and graceful, gracefully doing the Father's business during this summer. So, Lord, provide every need, provide every financial need, provide every physical need. And, Lord, bring the people together that need to be on these trips. Lord, we pray that you would open the doors of opportunity for those who are hungry to do something for you. Maybe this is the thing that you're calling them to. And I'm asking you, Lord, to help us, Lord, to really open our hearts to the things of the Holy Spirit that you have prepared for us. Lord, you said you would show us great and inaccessible things that we do not know of. And Father, we are praying for those things. We pray, Lord, for the moving of your spirit. We're praying, Lord, for the salvation of our family and our friends and our communities. And Lord, we would pray, Lord, right now directly to save the mayors of this country, to save Amen. the governors, to Amen. save the senators, to save Amen. the congressmen, Lord, to save these key 
leaders, Lord, in influential places and positions that their eyes would be open to the things of the Lord, Jehovah God, and do it for your glory. Do it for your name's sake, Father. Not for ours, but for your name's sake, we pray. We trust you to do it. We thank you for this time. And Father, we just extend our hands right now. Yes. Lord, towards this route. We, Lord, we extend our hands towards Virginia. We extend our hands towards Washington, D.C. And towards the areas that these men of God will be leading Amen. this route. Amen. And we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would prepare the way. Amen. Prepare every moment. Amen. Every moment from the time that they meet to the time that they come back home. We pray, Lord, that you would strategically put men and women in position, Lord, that will help them, that will aid them, that will strengthen them and bless them along the route. We ask you, Lord, to send angels unaware and you would bring safety to every vehicle, every mode of transportation in the name of the Lord. Supernaturally provide for every need. We trust you to do it. We believe you for it and we thank you in advance, Lord, for you, what you're going to do what you've already done in the supernatural, Lord, you're going to bring to pass. We thank you, Father, for the glory of the Lord is coming upon this nation again. And our hearts are hungry and we are thirsty for the water of life to flow again in this country. Amen. Lord, we trust you. We believe you. Mm -hmm. Father, at the heart of it all, we pray, Amen. Lord, that God... Jesus, the Holy Spirit will just invade this country like yes, never Lord. before. Yes, Lord. Yes, and Father, Lord. we can once again give you the glory and give you the honor. Mm -hmm. We just praise you and thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Amen. Lord. We Amen. thank you and we thank the Lord for this time together. And Amen. we pray that uh, what you have heard, we've experienced in our hearts even here makes me want to go. <laughs> I've got to be out there earlier for meetings and I can't go, but certainly uh, the Delta airplane will have prayers okay. as we're flying over the routes. Okay. And as we go out there and for meetings ahead of this, we're going to meet you there July 23rd and combine our prayers and faith with your faith and the, pray and the prayer warriors who are coming in these eight routes. Can you imagine what God is <laughs> thinking about and when he sees the obedience of people mm -hmm. just like you guys and saying, I'm just willing to go and do something for the Lord. Mm -hmm. I know God is pleased. Amen. It's just Amen. an awesome time to be alive. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for joining us tonight and to our church family and to our conference family that's joining us. If you jumped on there kind of late, if you have prayer requests, it's not too late to comment. Please share this across your page and let other people be a part of this. And if you'd like to give towards this, uh, you can go to that. We put the website up earlier, uh, prayeratheheart.com, and you can give to the route. I don't know exactly how all that works, but you can give through our local church. Uh, you can go online on our website. It's up in the uh, comments on our page, and you can give to the conference, and we'll see to it that that money gets to the people that you designate it to. If you want to help some that are going, we have some in our church, that, and, and Lori and her group is going. I think Lori's renting a van, and and bringing a caravan, and the men, they know how to pray, I'm telling you. So uh, we got some praying warriors that are going. So if you'd like to give towards that, we would love for you to do that. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for being with us tonight, and may the Lord bless you. Amen.